0: In the previous Shia Nefesh we learned Practice 12, and we spoke about how the Torah protects a person. We quoted the which I promised to go back and explain, that's what I'd like to do today. So again, the end of Practice 12, I'm going to read the Zaire again, and now we'll be able to focus more on explaining the points that the Zaire wants to say. On the passage, that compares the to a donkey. So says the Zaire. How precious are the words of Torah? How precious are the people who are working on learning the Torah in front of Hashem? The alma. Anybody who learns Torah has nothing to be afraid of of injuries in this world. It's protected in Shemaim. It's protected in this world. In the words of the Gemara, that's called Torah Magne or Matzli. The Torah protects a person and saves a person. And the Gemara explains what it means by that. The Torah is magna. the Torah protects a person from the Yetzirah, that's being protected from the Malo. And the Torah is Matzli, the person, from being punished. That's the Matzli in this world. It, so to speak, acts as a shield against punishment. So how precious is the person that learns Torah? The Torah protects the person in this world and the next world. Milayi the elakafi Not only does Torah protect the person himself is learning, but it protects, it protects other people also, and protects the world. the l'ain And all those forces of negativity, of danger, of destruction in the world, its lowers them into the depths of the Tahim. And that's the point we wanted to explain. What is the idea of the depths of the Tahim that the forces of punishment get sunk into when a person is in terror? At the beginning of the night, the Nefeshachim skips some of the words of the Zerah, i what the Zahra says, when the night begins. So then the forces of destruction are let loose and they can wander freely around the world. That's why the Gemara says that if a person goes out in his own at night, he's endangering himself, because that's the time when the forces of Ra are allowed to roam around the world. That's for the first half of the night. We learn from the Basak in Baruch when David says, Toshya's khoshev Bahi layla, you make it dark in night nighttime, boy, tiramoyz kol Then, the time when all the wild animals prowl around, and refers to the spiritual negative forces also which are on the lucid net that's in the middle of the night you know the north wind begins to blow and that's a symbol that's because and is changing so that happens in the middle of the night then it wakes up a certain form of kudush in the world and that can change your uh, own to one of Rachamim. And there was Zakar Chuluk at Ahu Barnash. Fortunate is the person that he gets up at that time in the middle of the night to learn Torah. Because since now there's a time of His Oyers of Rachamim in the world, so it needs people learning Torah then to. To overcome these negative spiritual forces, and came into you a pasach parais when a person learns Torah in the middle of the night, kol inon zinun Bishon, all these negative spiritual forces all allowed to nukvat rab. He he sends them back back down into the depths of the Torah. And therefore begin kach yisachar. Going back to explain the pasuk, Yusachar is charam agorim, and the here is an example of one of those negative forces, and Yusachar is He overcomes the force of the donkey. Yisachar by learning the Torah kamar. He overpowers the donkey. Why? Because the ilusarik, e the donkey, is a symbol of a certain spiritual kliach, which is sarak causes damage in the world, and Yisachar's Torah is able to overcome it. That's the That's what we want to explain today. The idea that the Torah protects, the idea that the Torah overcomes the rabbi. Understand? And now the it to us in more detail. What is the idea of the tohim rabbi? So that's to give a uh, understanding. But with one point, one has to bear in mind, and that is we're talking about the spiritual concept, and even if we're going to use physical terms, we can't think about it in, as a physical. Uh, Place or physical uh, size, rather, it's a reference to the concept spiritually which is coming to explain. And therefore, let's explain like this we always talk about the, the, so to speak, reference of people to Hashem, Velekenu by in Shemaim. Hashem rides above the heavens. Now obviously we're not referring to the heavens as being a, a physical place, not the atmosphere as we're here on the planet Earth, because Hashem isn't physical and isn't combined to physical things in any way. Rather, when we're talking about Hashem, we're talking about Hashem as being above us. Above us in a term which is much more spiritual than us. And on that level of different levels of spirituality, so Hashem obviously is the highest level. And there could be many other levels of spiritual greatness, which are above a person. The various levels of Malachi, for example. Are all spiritual levels, which are above a person. And therefore, if you look up to the Shemaim, we talk about HaKadosh Baruch as being the top level. And then all the various other levels underneath that, until we get to the level of people, which is the level of this world. Now we know that just like Hashem created Malachim and various is not level we find Him, Khayi, Which are all more spiritual than us and a level closer to Hashem than we are We know the opposite is true as well And that is the negative spiritual forces in this world Hashem created the Satan Hashem created the forces of negativity Of Ra, Shaydim, Mazikim Where are they? Because if we're going to talk about them in being in Shemaim It's really a mistake because Shemaim means more spiritual. Like we said, it's not a physical place. As being in the air as opposed to being rooted on the ground. Shemayim is a spiritual place. That means more kodesh. And therefore we're talking levels which are above a person in Ruchnias. So we can talk about those Malachim or above a person, we can talk about the Kesayakovard, so we can talk about Hashem himself. And we're talking about forces of Tumma, forces of Ra. So they're not going to be closer to Hashem than us. They're worse than us. If you think about a person as being in between the forces of kedusha on the one side of him and the forces of Ra on the other side of him and each one's trying to pull a person towards them. So if that's the case, if the forces of kedusha are above a Baba person and they're trying to inspire a person to grow higher then the forces of Ra have to be beneath the person. And they have to be trying to drag the person down. And therefore, if he's spiritually talking about Shamaim as a place of spirituality, and the Oretz as the midpoint where people are, then what's the other extreme of where the force of Ra is? That's the tohoim. That's the depth. This, this word comes from the passage, Mishpatecho Rabbah. Hashem Hashem's punishments come from this tahim rabble. this deep deep place of where which is the source of the ra, the source of everything bad, the source of punishment. And when a person is influenced and pulled down by these qaichasara, then he's also dragged down into that tahoim. Now it's an interesting thing. A person by choosing to do bad can go down to the Tahaim. It's one of the names of also, It's a deep place. It's a Shaol. That's the person who chose to jump off a cliff, so to speak, and fall into that Tahaim. Just like a person can climb to Shemaim. But now there's another concept too. And that's what the Zara explains over here. And there is, there are times when the Koychus of the Tahaim can come up so to speak, to the world and infiltrate our world. In other words, it's not just that the Kaya hara is lurking in the Tahoeim and waiting for people to fall into the crevice and come down to it. There are times when the Kay come up to our world and can try and do damage or can try and influence people here. And that's the Kayakh what we call Lailo of nighttime. Tash is Khajja Laila and then the Khechus of the rat can surface and affect people in this world. Why did Hashem create a system like that? And so we're going to use the Marshal Dabra Melech because it's a very accurate Marshal. He talks about the wild animals who wake up at night to forage for food. And that's a very accurate Marshal here too. There's a principle we've mentioned many times in the Nefesh HaCha'im Shirim, and that is, there's nothing that Hashem created in the world which is self is able to sustain itself, is self-sufficient. Everything Hashem creates in the world needs some form of sustenance, and which is why every single thing is Shema Hashem. Every single living thing's eyes turn to Hashem, and the reason it has to be like that is because otherwise, Something could feel it doesn't need Hashem. It doesn't. Not, there's nothing missing in what, in, in, what it, in what it's necessary for its survival, and that includes malachim. We talk about the man as the lechem the food of the malachim. It's not food, maybe in a physical sense, but they also need some life-giving force from Hashem, and that applies to the koychosarot too. The koychosarot also needs to be kept alive. They may be. Spiritually evil things, they may be damaging things, but they're living things and they need to be kept alive. Where does their life force come from? So, here, the Zara explains to us on the Pasuk where it says that Asa asked for a bracha and Yitzhak told him, I have no brachas to give you, but you'll live by your sword. What you take away from Yaakov, that's what you'll have. And the Zara sees that Pasuk as being the guideline, the teaching, the reference to explaining the Kayak of Rai in the world. The rat doesn't deserve a bracha from Hashem. Hashem doesn't directly sustain Ra. But what Hashem does do is He says you need to live. And if you live by your sword, what you're able to take away from the Koyach of Tov, that's what you're going to live on. And therefore, the, ra, the forces of Rah are motivated to try and take away from people. Because that's what they need for themselves. But in order to be able to do that, so they have to have some way to access people and attempt to steal from them, attempt to take from them. And that's why Hashem allowed Zokhech Sarah to come to this world in order to try and, so to speak, rob people of the Shefa Hashem wanted to give them. But even with that, the fact that the Ra would be allowed to roam this world unchecked. It would be too damaging. And therefore Hashem has to have an etzer, give people an option, how to compel the Ra to go back to its place, so to speak, that neck of the home and that way, where it's a place that's unable to influence people. Now let's explain that. As we said beforehand, there is a place of Ra and for the person who wants to do a ra, you so can always go down to the tohum. You can always go down to that place, spiritually, and do the ra he wants to do. We're talking now about the place where people are. How is there is there a way to prevent them being affected by that ra? That the ra won't come up to them, so to speak, and affect them? Can we make this place a safe place where the ra wants to interfere with us? So that's what the Zara is talking about. And that's what the Zara said there's a time allocation. The time which was given to the Kaykh Sara to infiltrate our world is a time of nighttime. In the daytime, so then they go back to sleep, like the Prophet says, and uh, it's a time when people can roam the world and aren't going to be affected by the Ra. But even in the nighttime, the Zara says that there's a distinction. And that is, comes Chatzay Salayla, comes the middle of the night. So then the Kaya can compel the Ra to go back down. In other words, there's still a time of night where Hashem allows the rat to be in this world. For whatever reason Hashem wants Ra to exist. So that's the time He gives it to, so to speak, to interact with this world. But we can be magbul the Kaya Khara. We can be magbul the Kaya Khara by using the Kaya to compel it. So go back down again, and that's the second half of the night. Now, there's an amazing allusion to this in the Gemara. When the Gemara talks about the three mishmaros of the night, according to P, the one in the Gemara, the middle Mishmura means Chutzer Salaila. what happens? So one of the mishmaros of Layla, what the Gemara talks about is the Khamar Naya. It's a time when the donkey neighs. And what's the idea of the donkey neighing? So that's what it explains over here. A donkey is a reference to one of these concepts of the Kayahara. and at night time, there's a time which is given to the donkey so to speak to make its presence known in this world to influence people in this world and the Koyach HaTorah is Yisachah Hamor Garen The Koyach HaTorah can use to overcome overpower this Koyach of which is referred to as the Hamor and compare it to go back down again What is this Koyach of that is able to overcome the ra. So let's go back to the martial one more time and try and explain it like this. We said there are times which are compared to daytime and times which are compared to nighttime. And times which are compared to daytime are times when the ra isn't given Schlitter power in this world, and times of time are times when the ra is given Schlitter. What changed in the world? What's enough mean if it's daytime or nighttime? As times when the Rai is able to infiltrate this world or not. So the simple thing we could say is, Hashem had to, so to speak, on the one hand, give the Rai an opportunity to try and gain sustenance by coming down to this world. On the other hand, Hashem had to make a safe place for people that there, wouldn't, there would be times when they wouldn't be affected by the Rai. And therefore, He allocated the day to one and the night to the other. Which is true, but there's more than that. There's also the element... And that is that there's a time of night is is referenced by a time when there's less of of Kedusha in the world. And therefore, it's the Ra is able to penetrate. Whereas a time when there's more of a connection to Kedusha, so then that's something which prevents the Ra from being able to get to this world. When there's too much, so to speak, focus of Kedusha, so then the Ra can't interfere, interfere with it. And that's what the Kuih of Haftarah does. The Koyah Haftarah adds condition to this world. In the way, that now it's a place where the ra'kon can no longer, so to speak, can, can no longer try influence. It's a, it's a level above what the ra'kon can reach. Let's explain this a little bit better. And I'll explain what the concept of the result, which is talking about something different, but we can hear, explain it here as well. There is is talking about Shabbos. And the result is that during the week, normally whatever what a person does and therefore during the week what a person does is according to results tries to connect to the force of Kadosha and detach from the force of Ra. Whereas comes Shabbos, so now the forces of Ra aren't there on Shabbos. Why not? So there is an explains basically that the world becomes more Kardashian in Shabbos. There's an influx of Kedusha and that's something which the ra isn't able to contend with. And that's why in Shabbos, what you say, it's, it's, there's no force of ra which in, which affects us in Shabbos. That doesn't mean people can't have errors in Shabbos. Like we said lots of times. A person who wants to jump into the home can. What it means for the person who's here in this world, does he have to be worried of the forces of the ra coming up towards him to try and snare him, and Shabbos not. Because the world is in a higher place on Shabbos, so the Ra can't, can't deal with the extra Kedosha, and therefore it remains in its place. It doesn't come up into our our zone on Shabbos. But the answer of the result is that when the world is more Kaddosh, so there's not a force that the rack can combat, can countenance. And the same happens when people don't terror. The of tere is the world, and therefore, if there's more condition in the world, so now it's pla- the world in a place where the ra can no longer attack it. The ra can no longer, so to speak, try and infiltrate. And therefore, a person that's tere has the ability to send the ra back to the tze'ahim, not just for themselves, but for the whole world. Obviously, they'll need enough tere being learned that can raise the collective level of the world. But when that happens, so then the Ra will have to stay in its home, it can't penetrate, it can no longer, so to speak, come up into the, and try and influence, and try and cause damage here in this world. That's the idea of the first point, of the idea of the Torah as being something which, like Zara says, can overcome the Koyakharah. And the way it overcomes that Koyakharah is the making this world in a place where the Ra can no longer affect it. When this world becomes more spiritual and therefore is above where the Ra can reach and that's a collective thing when there's the Qayakh of Torah of enough people who can do that to the world so a matter that overcomes the Kayak of Ra Nefeshachan carries on in in the The Torah protects a person from Yusurim whether it's the time he's learning it or not what does it mean whether it's learning it or not? So the Mefashchayim qualifies that Even the time he's not actively learning Torah calls As long as he's connected He hasn't left the world of Torah but He's always intending to come back and learn it again So that's considered being still Dovuk to the Torah And when a person is still davuk to the Torah Then the Torah protects the person, it, the person it protects the person, like we said, on two levels It protects the person from um, he's talking about the oinish the punishment and understanding here is another point. There's one thing of protecting a person that the rash shouldn't affect him in the first place. That the rash shouldn't have a control over him and shouldn't try and drag him down. That's a Torah which acts as a shield. But the second point also, when a person's done something wrong, so now it's no longer a shield that he needs. When a person's done something wrong like we don't previously have a he's created a Kaya Khubra. He's created a shade, he's created a mazak, he's created a negative spiritual force which perhaps him is attached to him because he created it. And this spiritual force is going to come back to him for sustenance. Like we spoke about previously. Hashem doesn't sustain things which are ra. And therefore, there are in the also, when a person creates a spiritual force of rabba and the various is done, that's gonna come back to the person and say, You created me. You have to sustain me. And therefore it's going to leech, so to speak, from the life that Hashem gave to the person. A certain man's going to get leeched to be given to whatever Averis is created. Which means it could be that a person was given the life from Shemayim, Satsalacha from Shemayim, whatever it was, and he's not getting it. He's not experiencing it, he's not enjoying it. And the reason is because there's so many dependents that he has. So many Averis that he's created which are taken from him that there's nothing left for him at the end. And that's part of the big... We're just been through Yom Kippur. That's part of the big simcha of Yom Kippur. That if Hashem can detach these things from a person, then now he's able to once again benefit from what Hashem wanted to give him. And there are no weeds, which are, so to speak, leeching into his flow of Divine chef and taking it away from him. That's the something that's already been created. So there's one level, and that is that the Torah protects the person that he shouldn't be affected. By the Qaykhas of Ra, which are trying to hold on to him. Now we're talking about a completely different level. And that is the Ra that a person has created, which is already connected to him. And as such, it wants to suck nutrients from him, it wants to take from his life, it wants to take away from his spirituality. And now we see a Khidrish, that the Torah is magnified from that as well. Which means the Torah protects the person from losing out, even from the Qaykhas of Ra, which he's created. How? These Kaya are there, they exist. They exist, and if they exist, then they're going to need to live. If they're going to need to live, then they're going to live from the person, because Hashem is not going to sustain them. So how does that happen? In a sense where, on the one hand, a person's Danra, and uh, he's now needs to provide life to however many negative spiritual things he's created, but at the same time, the Torah is going to protect him, he doesn't lose out from it. The answer is, that's the Kaya Khasra, and that is, that it's going to bring him to do, that the Koyacha means that a person will get more. And therefore, even if he may he's losing out from the, what the Ra is taking from him, but connected that, he's getting more. He's getting extra what the Koyacha gives him. And therefore, he's not going to get affected, so to speak, by the rat, because the Koyacha Torah, which is the source of life, the source of Shafat, is going to compensate for that. But for that, it needs to be when a person is getting that extra level. And when does a person get that extra level? That's of the Asikvah, when he's learning the Torah. When a person is learning the Torah, then he has a connection to more type That's the one point. And in the second case, is, even within the low Asikvah, even when a person is not learning the Torah, but he's still connected to the Torah. It's like the Nefesh the, the says, is still da'vok to the Torah. So that's the case, then he, he still has a connection to the Shepherd of Torah. And because of that, he's able to st- still, so to speak, be protected from losing out from what the chalaka are to take from him. This is an aside, that's the, obviously the maila of chiver even for a person who's doing tarah. Because the ability of chuvah is to detach these chalakasara from a person, even to destroy them. And then be the they're no longer able to take from a person. Whereas the fact that a person's doing tarah is better than a shield. From. In other words, it prevents the person losing from them. No but that's by compensating for what they would take because on the island they're still there and that's what he brings the Pasuk the Torah provides a person with good and not bad all the days of his life and the Peshat is the is what the Torah pays back a person is that basically it makes ensures he'll only have good and even if a person's done things wrong and because of that he should lose that good but as long, as long as the person, his whole life, he's going to do Torah, so Torah supplements. And make sure that he'll only enjoy the good, because the, the, the Torah will, so to speak, increase the amount the person gets. That so he'll only have good. Why does the Apostle say, good and not bad, why would I think Chas would provide bad? So that's what the, the footnote explains in Nefesh HaKhaim ayin kashal esek The is to repay and therefore when we say the Torah repays good the understanding is for a person who did good to the Torah and when does a person do good for the Torah when he learns the Torah yishma and therefore we can say the Torah pays him back for the good he did but legarmim aska vod yishma well even for a person who learns Torah not for the Torah but legarmim for himself the hate not to do for the Torah but to do for himself and if that's the case shemera roh yohannesha Torah tegmanin Rachas If your intention wasn't for the benefit of the Torah, it was for your own benefit, then the Torah shouldn't be indebted to you. And if that's the case, then maybe this shouldn't apply. And it says, Nevshachim Makaza enim enigemelis leyrah. The Torah doesn't do that. It only provides him with good. And even for a person, the Torah should have shmah. And therefore, the Torah doesn't need to repay him anything. He didn't do it for the benefit of the Torah. Nevertheless, even for those people Who don't learn Torah al-Shema The, the, the Torah is them, Like the Prophet says The wealth and The respect which comes from Torah Even goes to the person Who learned Torah al And once again The idea of that wealth Is that the Aisha that a person is meant to get Spiritual wealth Is going to be Taken away by the various he's done. They're going to be beneficiaries as well. They're going to take away from what he's meant to get. And the Torah is going to replace that. So then, even for a person in it'll still be. And the main point is that's. If a person's whole life is connected to Torah, even if it's not actively learning Torah, but it's still with the intention to learn Torah, or it's the focus on Torah, so then he has this bracha of the Torah that protects him from the Koichasarah protects them both from being attacked by the kochasara, it distances them from the person and sends them back down to the home, and also with the ra, a person's already done, which is attached to him, until he does shuvah, but it, it, affects, it protects them from being, losing out from those kochasara, because the Torah supplements and replaces whatever bracha the person's meant to and able to get.